Hello, hello. Here we are again. I'm coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha, actually with the, the paranormal show is what we're doing here tonight. And we are coming to you from about 44, I think, different platforms because we're also transmitting on Conscious Awakening Network. And that is a wonderful place. You've got to go visit it. They have about 30, no, it's about 45 or so different shows that cover everything from one end to the other end of what you want to know about the paranormal and the spiritual and the UFOs and everything else. It's right there at consciousawakeningnetwork.org. And if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell because then you will know when the next videos are coming and the next shows are coming. And uh, today I'm going to talk about something that I hardly ever talk about. I have uh, done it a few times on different shows. I, uh, I did a show on Coast to Coast AM where I talked about this subject, which is astral travel. And... Uh, we can kind of lump it together in one term, astral travel. But it is not necessarily astral travel. Because it may be also what some people call soul travel or consciousness travel. Because if you are actually doing an astral travel journey, which you very often do at night when you sleep, same thing with the consciousness travel, it goes places and do things, you learn and you observe and you do things. And then you come back to the body or in the vicinity of the body when you wake up. Now, the astral body is it is attached, it has an affinity, I should say, to the physical body. So if the astral body leaves the physical body, it still is attached to the physical body by a silvery cord, a silvery thread. So you could go someplace and you can observe and see and you can participate in different things but there is one tricky thing that I'm going to tell you here that might help you if you are doing astral travel and don't remember a lot when you come back then you need to know this and that is that one of the big reasons that you Astro travel at night, come back and don't remember is because you think it's a dream for one thing, but also it's because the information you see out there and what you experience has to be fed back from the astral vehicle, fed back through the silvery cord back to the physical brain to get lodged so it can become memories. If it is not loaded back through the silvery cord, it's probably never recorded as a memory. And you may not remember. So if you're doing an astral journey, 
tell yourself beforehand, before you go out, first of all, you got to know where to go. Decide on where you want to go and what you want to see and what you want to observe or participate in. And then tell yourself, I will feed the information back so I have perfect recall of everything and I see and experience on my journey. You say something like that, use your own words so it's familiar to you. Say something like that. The astral vehicle actually has no intelligence of its own. It only operates from memory. So if you say that, the astral vehicle will remember and it will do that. You will feed the information back so it becomes memory and you can remember. Think about that. And this is something that some people have astral journeys without even just trying. They just suddenly wake up one time and find themselves outside of the body. Very often, totally identical to a near-death experience. And then there are people like me that have to practice and practice and practice for us. Well over a month, I was doing it every night before I went to bed. And then I found myself outside of my body. I looked back at myself and it scared the daylights out of me because I thought, wow, did I die? So I hurried back, you know, and then I did it again. And then I was a little more observant and I started moving around in the house and just seeing things. And I thought, this is neat. I'm going to do more of this. But when you start out on this journey, don't get too extravagant in the beginning. Learn to crawl before you can walk and learn to walk before you run. That is, the thing is that if you say, gosh, you know, first time out, this is great. I'm going to go to the moon and have a look. It's not that easy. You may run into things you did not expect because you do not understand the environment that you just stepped into. And if you make it to the moon, you may see things that could scare you. And when you are, let's say, 100,000 miles away from Earth, look back at it, that can be scary. So learn to crawl, then you learn to walk, and then you learn to run. Highly recommend it. And uh, this is something that it needs practice. And uh, I probably should re come clean on this one. I am not all that good at it because there are times when I try and I can't get out. And I think that relates to things that is going on in my mind during the day. If I have disturbing things that is imposed on me, 
that I observe or participate or happen, then it could be distracting to the point where I cannot get out. And uh, this is probably common. I had long discussions with a guy that uh, taught me quite a few things about this kind of travel. His name is Barry Kraft. He runs a radionic shop in England right now. He was in the US in Chicago before and we had long talks. In fact, I bought a radionic computer for from him, a, a Mark 12, which is one of the good ones. And he told me a lot of things what I could expect out there. And it came in handy because when you get out the first time, it's a totally different environment. You find yourself, you don't walk anymore. You float through the room. You may try to walk because that's so familiar. You feel like I should be walking, but it doesn't work. You can't take steps. They just feet rotate above the floor and then you find out, oh, okay. I'll just sink myself through the wall into another room. You can do that. And uh, where you end up usually first is in the, the astral world outside of the physical, slightly higher in vibration than what the physical is. And there are other entities there. There are spiritual things and entities. I said things because they may not be entities. They may never have had a physical body. And they are curious about this. They observe you. They know what you are. And they try to communicate, ask questions. Because we have qualities they never could imagine, like emotion, love, and other things. And that's the same with disembodied entities that hang around, that haven't found their way home yet. They are also there. And they are usually very frustrated. They don't know really where they are. They don't know what's going on. So if they see you there, they will try to communicate with you because they have questions. You can get a question that says, hey, can you tell my wife I'm okay? Well, do you want to do that? Or do you want to be an errand boy? Or do you want to just tell him, you don't belong here. You need to find your way home. And there's a way to do that. But these entities out there, I will, in the beginning, I will highly recommend don't communicate, don't talk to them because they are very needy. They need you. 
They need information. They need assurances that they're going to be okay. They need, 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 and they need. And my observation is that no highly spiritual being will ever hang around in the astral world because it's not a good place to be. The uh, entities that usually hang around there are people that have no clue about spirituality, the different levels of existence. In other words, atheists. Think about that. If you're an atheist and you stumbled onto this show, you better think again, because what if you were wrong and you find yourself in a place like that? Here's what you can do. You could use the telephone. The telephone. Yes. There is, I'm calling it the spiritual telephone. Because nothing is physical anymore. It is now a form of mental telepathy. That's how you communicate mind to mind. And then if somebody wants to contact somebody there, cre create a mental image of the person right in front of you if somebody if you run into somebody and you want to help them to go home do this you might help them tell them to visualize somebody that they really care for or they really love and you know that the other person loved them also visualize that person that could be their mom Everybody loves their mom. So visualize that person. Tell them to do that. And then tell them to send a mental message to that person. Come and get me. It Wherever that person is, it just might get the message because they are closer embedded in the quantum field than you are here. So tell them, visualize their mom and tell her and have them build up a feeling of love in their in their mind, they still might remember how to do that, even though they're disembodied. So tell them, come and get me. If their mom get the message, she will come and visit and tell them, yep, you don't belong here, come with me. What's gonna happen is that you are gonna end up where she is. If she has not gotten too far up the spiritual ladder, that's where you're going to be. But it is a step up for that person. And there's more to learn there. Once they make it through on the other side, 
They will feel the love. They will feel the compassion. It's going to be a wonderful feeling and they're going to feel home. So that's one way you can help them. But um, then we have also, here in the physical, we have something that is called ghosts. Those are usually those entities, those disembodied spirits that is confused and they don't know where they are and they're needy, they want to get your attention so they can possibly be able to get some information for you about what do I do now or anything that they may need. This is something that happens a lot. And we have them. I have them here in the house. I see these are called shadow people. Right, in, right over my shoulder, I can see them. Ever so often, I can see them kind of standing out there like dark shadows. And when I look over there, they're gone. Because then it's the center of the retina that is looking at them. The periphery of the retina can absorb higher vibratory light. So if the image of them coming into the periphery of the net, uh, retina, you can see them. That's the explanation anyway. And just see that in the beginning, at least until you know how to deal with them. Try not to communicate. Just go and do what you intended to do on your journey because they're needy and they may attach themselves to you and come home with you. You don't want that. And you got them in the house and God knows what's happened. Yeah. When you start on an astral journey, here on Earth, you can go pretty much anything because the astral body take off. It's connected to the physical body with a, with a cord. And the further you go, the more the cord stretches. But you could go so far that you run out of astral substance in order to keep the cord together. The cord will never snap a break. But when you have no more to create this cord from, you snap back in your body and you feel like you're hurt all over because that is very quick. And uh, if you are traveling and you look down, you don't see any cord, then it is your consciousness or soul travel that is happening. That's when you can go a lot further. You could leave this galaxy and go to another one. And don't worry about finding your way home. There's a safety valve in the universe. All you have to do is to think yourself back to your body and you will come back. That is mostly what happens. And uh, 
you know, you're going to find yourself out there. You're going to want to explore. But there are some places you should not go or you cannot go because you will not be allowed to go there. Um, if somebody was stupid enough to find themselves out there and say, hey, I want to see hell, you never know what would happen. Though, even though hell, as it is explained in the Bible, is a mind-created thing because of what was created in the book in 325. But still, there are places that you can create in your mind that looks like that, and you might find yourself in a place like that. So I would highly recommend not to do it. But there are other places, like if you try to, well, this is my experience. I tried to get into the White House in Washington. And evidently, that was back during the Clinton. Yeah, it's Clinton. Uh, it is, White House is being guarded because when I got close, there were two other people that came out and they met me. They were floating up to where I was. They were consciousness traveling too. And they told me, no, go home. I was not allowed in. And in a way, I can understand that because if they allowed astral travelers in or consciousness travelers in that could not be seen physically, they could find out all kinds of, they could sit in on meetings, they could observe, they could spy like you wouldn't believe. So I can understand why they hire people, astral or consciousness travelers, to guard the place. I can understand that. I don't know what would have happened if I had gone on and uh, ignored their warning, because there's nothing out there that can get hurt. There may be some mental scars, possibly, from scary things that could be created, but there's nothing physical that could get hurt. But I recognize that they didn't want me there, so I don't want to go where I am not wanted. And I presume it is the same, I don't know, but I don't think that it's probably the same at the Pentagon and maybe some other government institutions. So be careful with that. There are other places you may not want to go, and that is outside of Earth. If you go up to the moon, you can do, you, you can get there, get down to the surface, just poke around and look and see. You're going to find buildings, you're going to find a lot of them are very well camouflaged. They are inside of mounds. And also there are big, huge, mile long and mile wide square buildings that is looked like at least 20, 30, 40, 50 feet 
uh, stories high. These are manufacturing places mostly. There are probably a couple of million, maybe more people living on the moon. And I wanted to go there to observe something that I had seen a NASA print of. That was the first time I tried it. I wanted to go there. And I think that's probably, if you go to broadcastteamalpha.com, you will find it in the picture gallery. It is a picture, a NASA print of a building that looks like a swastika. I believe it is in the Schrodinger crater. I think so. And I wanted to go and have a look. First time, well, it may have been the second time I went up there, but when I got close, I felt like there was, I wasn't scared, but it felt the body of my consciousness felt like it was fear. And when I got, because not the whole, this one is about a couple of miles, well, maybe over a mile long, the each arm of the swastika. Then there's one section of it that is rebuilt with the Germans. They found it in 1945 when they were, 43, when they went up there and they mapped the moon, they found this building and fell in love, and then they just start rebuilding it. And uh, the Germans have grown too, but they're, the Nazis, they're still snobs. And they didn't want me there. And they came out and they told me, go. So I left. I tried one more time and I got close enough to see a little bit about what was going on. They have a manufacturing plant there. I didn't see what they were making, but there were smaller things. There are bigger factories where they make flying discs. They make cigar-shaped crafts and they make just about many of the things that we make here on Earth. And this being done on the moon. There is uh, many very high, well, as many, many different species. But they are segregated in different areas of what they do on the surface. Um, they, they interact and they're, they're okay with each other, but evidently they like their own kind better than what they like somebody else's kind, so they stay a little bit separate. There is one area that I saw where there is, it's a manufacturing facility where they make something called, they call it food. Oh boy, I shouldn't have gone here. Because I'm not so sure you want to hear it. Humans are being 
becoming food. Anyway, there is not everybody out there is benevolent. And uh, they are mostly friendly among themselves. But for uh, someone like us, if we came there and really didn't know anything, we don't know what would happen if we became a confrontal situation. I did not see any small private homes. There probably is some, but I think they live in the big building in sections or different floors, so they live where they work. Because I didn't see any of it. And the, the big thing about doing this is don't be afraid. There is nothing there that can get hurt. Except for fear. If you have a very scary situation, it can create a mental imprint on you that you bring home that could give you nightmares or could bother you after you get home. But there's nothing physically and you can't get hurt that way. Another thing you can do, you can do that right here. If you at night go outside in the backyard or go out, if you live in the city, get out in the country. That's where you belong anyway. Go out there to a quiet place. Look up. If you have one of those pin lights, uh, laser pointers, point it into the sky and move it around. Never point those things at an airplane. That's first of all illegal. For the second, it's dangerous. If it catches the retina of a pilot, it could make a scar and that could hurt their eyes. So uh, go out somewhere it's dark, look up, close your eyes and go into a meditative state of mind. Visualize, let's say a lit up cigar sitting in the sky above you. And Visualize yourself rising up towards it. Visualize yourself going through the wall of the ship and into it on the inside. It's usually very clean in those things. There's white walls or there is different prism colors. And... Uh, You may see people, but visualize people in those things that look like you do. You don't want to go and visit someone that is an insectoid or a small gray or something like that. It is an impression that makes not necessarily all that positive vibration in your mind. And uh, I have approached these ships 
and they they really don't like you there. They usually just send you away. But there is there was one, and I have I don't think I've ever hardly talked about this. There were one that I got inside. There were people looking like me, just like me. They had the you know the skin tight suits on and stuff. They saw me. And they totally ignored me. They let me just go around into different. It was it was a round one, so I went into several rooms, looked around, and uh, there were one place, which being a pilot, you know, I had to go look in the cockpit. But it was no real cockpit. There was a uh, place where there are three chairs next to each other and a kind of like a desk panel. And then the wall of the ship was transparent, but there were images on the transparency, kind of like if it was a holographic image. And uh, I felt like I really wasn't welcome there. So I ended up leaving. But they didn't tell me to go away or chase me off or do anything. They just ignored me. That's the thing. Once you start practicing these things, there's a new world, literally a new world opening up for you. You're gonna find out that what you see around you every day, that's not all there is. The sky is full of ships. You just can't see them. Actually, yes, there's a way you can see them. Get your hand on a fourth generation night vision goggles because that particular piece of equipment, the night vision goggle of the fourth generation can see higher up into the light spectrum than what your eyes can. And you go out at night, point that into the sky and have a look and you'll see there's a traffic jam up there, there's a ship going in all different directions and you will see them. Another thing I would say, that you can do is you can go and visit a friend. Let's say that you wanna, you're in California, you're, uh, your brother is in Brussels. Go visit him. But I will highly recommend again, call him first and say, you know, I'm doing this thing about astral travel. Do you mind if I come and have a look and meet you there? Chances are that he's already caught your vibration and he's doing it too. Ask them first if you can. And there's a great responsibility being able to do this. Do not invade their privacy. Leave them alone in the shower. 
respect them because first of all it's the right thing to do but the second you know if you invade somebody's privacy like that you know it was the wrong thing to do we always know when there's something wrong like that and that might create a barrier that can stop you from getting out and doing it again. So think about that. Anyway, uh, I haven't talked much about this and I just got this idea tonight and it was uh, totally unscripted and I'm sure you can hear that. Uh, I um, I am go I, I got just a note with keywords here. There were things that I wanted to remember to talk about. Uh, I am doing actually a talk on astro travel, how to do it, and even more, some more experiences at Portal of Ascension on their platform. And it's going to be on October the 21st on, uh, of course, this year, 2023. So if you see this later, then go to Portal to Ascension and go to that date and you can see it. And I also on the, the uh, mastermind connection that Nori Love and I created, I... Uh, I teach a class on how to do astral travel or consciousness travel. It's really very simple. Very simple. But I didn't say easy because you're the one that have to do the effort. You got to practice. And it's not that difficult to practice. It's just small mental rituals you got to go through. And then you start visualizing yourself moving out of the body and do whatever you want to do. So there is something to this that if you go to, um, in fact, the best way to do this is go to the uh, the mastermind. Uh, actually, better yet, send us an email. And I will send you the information and a link so you can come and join us in the mastermind. And uh, we do incredible things there. And in the mastermind, as a member of the mastermind, you can take these classes. It is not open for everybody. Because this is something that is really special. And there's a lot of responsibility with it. We prefer to see that there are responsible people that learn how to do this. So send an email to themastermindconnection at gmail.com. themastermindconnection at gmail.com. I will send you some information about the mastermind and a link to come and check it out. And then we will tell you how you can learn the... Uh, Astro travel or the consciousness travel. We have those classes on broadcastteamalpha.com in the under classes. 
But going there, you can't see it because you got to be a member of the Mastermind Connection first. And uh, it's just a normal little bitty fee to be able to do this because that's trade of energy. Money is also energy. So um, that's all it takes. And uh, if you made it to, to the end of my talk here, chances are that you're going to send me an email also. And I would love to hear from you. So now, please subscribe on YouTube. And then we will see you on uh, Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock East Coast time on the broad cast team alpha show well this is it for now then so i'll see you in the next video